Hello, Kinderlach. I want to let you know about an exciting program that's going to start Emirat Hashem very soon. It's called the Zelik Project. The Zelik Project is a very special thing where anyone can become a member of that project. And to become a member, all you have to do is learn Mishnayis. There are going to be recordings, audio recordings, with a podcast where you can listen to a Mishnah explained very clearly and made it very interestingly. And by learning Mishnayis, you can bring Mashiach. It says in the Medrash, that Hashem says in the Schos of Mishnah, Mashiach will come. So, this is a very special project which we are doing especially in memory of somebody by the name Yeshua Zelik, who was my brother, and in, for his neshama. Mishnah is the same letters as neshama. So I'm all very excited to let you know that there is a lot of interesting, exciting things that are going to be part of this program, part of this project. Prizes and trips and all kinds of interesting things and contests and tests. So let's... Let's, you know, get ready for this. This is going to be very exciting. The Rebbe wants you not only to be chassidish boys, but to be chassidish boys who also learn Torah and are big lamdonim, talmidei chachamim. So let's try to, with, uh, to start with this Mishnah project, the Zelik project, and you are going to learn so many Mishnayas. God bless you. Hello, Kinderlech. Welcome to this exciting new project, the Zelik Project. We're going to learn Mishnayis in a fun way. And we're going to make sure you know all the Mishnayis there is to know. You're going to become a Talmud Chacham, someone who knows a lot of Mishnah. And from that, you're going to move on to knowing a lot of Gemara. So you will be a real Talmud Chacham the way the Rebbe wanted every Chosset to be especially you children, the future is in your hands and we hope that you will devote your time to learning. It's the happiest thing you can possibly want. So here we start. This is the beginning of Mishnayis. The Mishnayis was written by Rabbi. He's known as Rabbi. His real name was Rabbi Yehuda. Uh, somebody call him Rabbeinu HaKadosh. Sometimes he's called the Holy Rebbe, our Holy Rebbe, and Rabbi Yehuda Nasi who wrote the Mishnah. Now what was so special about him writing the Mishnah? Before that, nothing was written down. Only the Chumash, the five Chumashim, and the Nevi'im, all the prophets, the Tanakh. We know it as the Tanakh. Everything else was not written down. What is everything else about? Well, in the Chumash you have mitzvahs. But every mitzvah has many halachas, many dinim. Let's say, for example, you have to say Shema at night and in the morning. It says that in the Chumash, in the Torah. But how much do you have to read? When do you have to say it exactly? When is the, when is the last time you can say it? Who has to say Shema and who does not have to say Shema? All those details of the mitzvah of Shema is not written in the Torah. So that's what's called Torah Shebaal Peh. The Torah that Hashem taught Moshe Rabbeinu to be taught to the Jewish people, Baal Peh, only from word of mouth, that he is a teacher to them 
with his own mouth, but not write it down. And in every generation, how are people going to learn it? They're going to learn the details of each mitzvah from their teachers. Who heard it from their teachers? All the way to Moshe Rabbeinu. It should be passed down like this from one generation to the next. Parents to children, teachers to students. All, all the way down, forever. People should only learn the Torah Shabbat Peh from teachers. Why is that? Because Torah Shabbat Peh has so many details. And if you only learn it from books, books are sometimes a little hard to understand. Sometimes you don't understand something very clearly. So how are you going to know what to do? So when you learn from a teacher, it's going to be much clearer because you'll be able to ask questions. So it's much better to make sure that you can only learn about all the mitzvahs, all the halachas of the mitzvahs, all the details, there's so many of them, from teachers directly. That's called Torah Baal Peh, only by word of mouth. You teach it from teacher to student. So Hashem told not to write down the Torah Shabbat only write down the Chumashim and the Nevi'im. And the Chumashim have the basic mitzvahs, but they don't have the details. All the details of the halachas of that mitzvah. Came Rebbe, he lived about 1300 years after Moshe Rabbeinu, and he realized that times have changed, terrible things have happened, the Romans have taken over Eretz Yisrael, and they've destroyed the Debis HaMikdosh, and many Jews were exiled, Jews were spread apart, to all parts of the world. If we're only going to rely on learning directly from teachers, there'll be a lot of Jews that live far away, they're not going to have teachers, how are they going to know what the mitzvahs are? How are they going to know how to follow the Torah and the mitzvahs and all the halachas? So he decided, this is a time we have to change. We can change and write down the Torah. Write down Torah Shabal Peh. And that's what he started writing down the Mishnah. That's what the Mishnah is. The Mishnah is the details of all the mitzvahs that are in Torah Shabiksav. Torah Shabiksav is the written Torah. Now Rebbe decided to start to divide first his Mishnah into six parts. The first part is called Zroim. Zroim means plants. Everything related to plants. Now, Brachas doesn't start with plants. Brachas starts with, with Brachas, with Shema, with Shemona Esrei, the Mitzvah to Davin, the Mitzvah to say Shema, the Mitzvah to say Brachas for food. Because the other Mitzvahs, after Brachas, they talk about the Mitzvahs that are related to planting. For example, you have to give the corners of the field, a farmer who has a big field, has to give the corners of the field to the poor. Or if you have a lot of grain, a lot of fruit that the farmer collected, he has to give 10% to the levy and 2% to the koyen. So these are laws that are connected to things that we plant in the ground. But before he starts discussing all those mitzvahs that are related to, to the farm, to the land, and the fruits that grow on the land, he said, but first we got to learn how to make a bracha on the food. Right? Got to know first... Before you start eating the food, what bracha do I make? So he decided that first he will teach us about the brachas. And then if he's about the brachas, he also teaches us about benching. Because it's all related to the food. The food that we eat. No, if we already talk about things we say to Hashem when we eat, say, so, okay, I want to talk about all the brachas, even brachas that are not related to food. Like Shemona Esrei, we daven. Other brachas which are related to food. We see a lot of brachas during the day. In the morning, brachas ha-shachar. And then we should also talk about Shema and about Shema Esrei. And that's why he starts with Shema. Why with Shema? Hey, guess what? 
What is the first mitzvah? When you become bar mitzvah, what will be the first mitzvah that you'll have to do? Before any other mitzvah. Okay, it's your birthday, your 13th birthday. That means you become bar mitzvah, you become an adult, and now you have to do all the mitzvahs. What is the very first mitzvah you're going to have to do? Is it Lulav and Eswik? Hey, what if your birthday is not on Sukkot? What if your birthday is in the middle of Shvat? Is it going to be Matzah on Pesach? Hey, what if your birthday is not on Pesach? Your birthday can be any other time of the year. Is it Shabbos? How to make Kiddush on Shabbos? No. Because what if your birthday is on Wednesday? Not on Shabbos. Is it Tefillin? Uh, tefillin you can't do at night. So tefillin, you have to wait till the next morning. So when do you become, when does your birthday start? When you, when, when you become 13, when does the birthday of your 13th birthday start? The night, right? The beginning of, as soon as it gets dark, you're now 13. This is your birthday. So what would be the first mitzvah? There couldn't be tefillin. Tefillin, you have to wait till the next day. And even tzitzahs. Is also you only do the mitzvah of tzitzis during the daytime, even though we wear it at night too, because it's a protection. But the mitzvah of tzitzis is only during the daytime, so you have to wait till next morning to fulfill this mitzvah. So, what is the first mitzvah you're going to end up doing when you become a mitzvah? The very first mitzvah, Shema. Shema, you're obligated to say as soon as it gets dark, as we'll see in the Mishnah. So, when do you become obligated to do mitzvahs? When you become an adult, when you have to, you become a chuyev. Right? Obligated to do mitzvahs when you become 13. The very first mitzvah that you will have to do as an adult, as a grown-up, who has to do mitzvahs now, because Hashem says that once you're grown-up, you have to do mitzvahs. The very first mitzvah will be Shema. So, Rabbi says, let's start with Shema. But you know what? Is it just because it happens to be the first mitzvah? Is there any reason, other reason, why we should start with Shema? Why Shema should be the first mitzvah that the Rabbi should write about in his Mishnah? And why is it really the first mitzvah that you do when you become bar mitzvah? Enter is my friend, because all other mitzvahs that we're, that we're doing and what we're going to learn about in the Mishnah and in the Gemara are all based on Shema. You know why? Because Shema, what is Shema about? Shema Yisrael Hashem al Hashem Echad. Hashem is one. What means Hashem is one? One meaning is one. It's not two Hashems. It's more than that. Hashem is one, meaning He is the king over everything. He is the only king. He is everywhere and in everything, and He controls everything, and He gives life to everything. He is the melech, He is the king. Now, when you follow laws of a king, first you have to believe that He is your king. If He's not your king, let's say He's the king of another country, are you going to follow the laws of another country? Of course not. Because why should I follow the laws of the other king? He's not my king. But if it's your king... Ah, he's my king. I got to follow his laws. Same thing here with Hashem. If you don't think that Hashem is the king of the whole world, including you, then why would you follow his mitzvahs? So the very first thing a Jew has to do, say, wait a second, let me think for a moment. Who is my king? Who is the king of the entire world? Isn't that Hashem? Shema Yisrael, Hashem Echad, Hashem is the one only king over everything. Ah, now I want to know what his mitzvahs are. What does he want me to do? So now come all the other mitzvahs that I mentioned in the Mishnah later. So Rebbe said, let's start with Shema, because that is the first thing a Jew should be doing. And that's why it's the first mitzvah that you do when you become an adult, you become bar mitzvah. And now we're going to start the first Mishnah.